listen. Friendship. Entertainment. Episode 2 of Get Super with your host, Mario. Thank you, Dylan. You can uh, sound a less, uh, very, very less angry, okay? You need, to, you need to chill out. That was my new podcast assistant for this episode, Dylan. Totally a human, definitely not AI, totally a real person. Anyway, I, I drank plenty of water. My mouth feels refreshed. Hopefully, I don't have that weird saliva spit sound while I'm talking on this episode. I uh, do produce a lot of saliva, which is uh, annoying. As you can tell, and most obviously probably already know, you know, Halloween is uh, upon us. Um, I never dress up as anything for Halloween because I have nowhere to go. I don't go to any parties, none of my friends host anything, so I never really have anything to dress up as. I go to a lot of conventions, so maybe I guess I could... Have my Halloween there. Welcome to episode two of Get Super with me, your host, Mario B. Um, you know, I was thinking, I was on a, I was uh, driving back from Pennsylvania yesterday, and I was listening to the new Rolling Stones song with Lady Gaga. I like a lot of Rolling Stones songs. I just hate Mick Jagger's voice. This is a random thought I wanted to put out there. Uh, I'm going to be talking about on this episode, I saw Dick's the Musical. I caught up on Gen V. There's only one episode left. Um, I'm going to be mentioning the 3210 Studios in San Francisco, a legendary location for special effects. And I'm also going to talk about uh, some wrestling on this episode because I've been seeing a lot of uh, division in the uh, wrestling community online. And uh, I have some opinions on that. Talk a little bit about my cousin's short film and just my overall theater experience these days at the movie theater. I also have been uh, looking up ways to help regulate my emotions and better control uh, how I feel in, in the moment, like I was talking about last week. So I'll go over some things that I've been looking up. I am no expert, I am no therapist, so take what I say with a grain of salt. It's just things I've been looking up that seem very helpful to me. That I want to pass along. But before I get into uh, anything special, uh, here's another random thought I had. Because I was thinking of like movie scandals, actors getting in trouble. And I was thinking of, uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff and a lot of news reporting about things. And you never hear anything about Hallmark movies or actor scandals in movies on the Hallmark channel. And I kind of want to hear more about that stuff. So somebody out there, or Hallmark, somebody spill the tea, okay? I want the juicy deets of the behind the scenes of the Hallmark movies. Especially all the Christmas and July movies. There's gotta be, there's gotta be something. Speaking, like I just said, I saw Dick's the Musical in theaters uh, with my friend Steven. That was uh, quite an experience. Uh, 
It was probably the gayest and most ridiculous movie I've ever seen, and I thought it was fun. It was a very fun movie. Um, It was really weird in a good way for me. Um, Flying Vaginas, uh, God is is super queer, and uh, Sewer Boys, you know? It it was a very... (laughs) It was a fun movie. It was funny. Uh, Meg Thee Stallion killed it. As the boss, she was the alpha. The The songs were pretty good. Um, I hope to see more from those guys, and it's cool that A24 uh, produced something like that. I recommend it. I don't want to get too involved. I don't want to ruin a lot of it, but um, if you're very open-minded and you like weird things, definitely, and especially musicals, go see this movie. Go see Dick's The Musical. I caught up on Gen V. Uh, Gen V is a spinoff of the boys. It's about a, a group of superheroes or soups, people with powers in college or, uh, you know, I guess college life um, in general. Obviously, there's a twist to the college, uh, but I caught up and I was right. OK, I just want to say I was right. And if you listen to last episode, you know what I'm right about. Uh, one more episode left. I can't wait. Um, heads exploding. Uh, all kinds of stuff going on in Gen V. It is very explicit, the show. I know it's, uh, my uncle, I tried to watch it with my uncle and he, uh, thought it was very X-rated. He goes, this is almost like, uh, like a porn or something. (laughs) Um, it is, like I said, explicit, but, uh, I think the boys is too. It's just, it's out there. It's, uh, carefree with what, what it, what it's doing, but there's a message to it, I feel like. And, uh, not only that, it's just really good storytelling in my opinion. I'm drawn in. I want to, I wish I could binge watch it again. Like I didn't already just see all the episodes, but I fucking love that show. I'll tell you what, speaking as if I'm, uh, a New Yorker just now, I, I went home to, uh, Easton PA, uh, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, uh, and, I went to see my cousin's film. I talked about it last episode. I wanted to make sure that people who are into filmmaking or into film in those areas, South Jersey, uh, Southern PA, or uh, the New York area, because we were only we only live like an hour and a half from New York. So uh, if you're a filmmaker in that area, it was a. I was trying to get you to go out to Easton PA to the William Buck Hall Theater. Um, down by Lafayette College to see my cousin's short film. I went to see it. It was uh, it's 23 minutes. He played a uh, film, another short film right before his, which was uh, really cool. But uh, it, it was neat to see all these people turn out for him. You know, I, I'm I'm close with them, but not really because I don't get to see him a lot. But I'm super proud of him. Uh, his, the way he shot the movie, his, like, his cinematography, who, who, he said it was a collaboration, but, you know, the, the idea of it that he had, uh, portrayed very well under the screen, and my dad came, my dad came out to support him, um, my dad was even really into it when he was talking to me, it was really cool. I really liked a lot of the shots, I can't express that enough. It was in black and white. It had like a clerk's vibe to it. He had he you know he had jokes in the movie. People laughed at his jokes. It was just uh, really neat to see his work, and and I hope he continues to make uh, 
more movies. You know, obviously he might do some short films and then work his way into a bigger uh, type of movie. My aunt, who uh, has cancer, uh, his mom, he put her into the movie, a little cameo appearance. And uh, I hope he still puts her in his, his next projects or Easter eggs to her. Um, I think that would be really neat, but, uh, yeah, I thought it was awesome. Um, good job. Uh, his name's Luke Nixon. Uh, look him up, Easton PA. Uh, it, look for the movie. He said it might be going out to the Bethlehem, uh, film festival. I forget where the other Philadelphia film festival, I think is what he said. Also, uh, he might try to show it in New York at some kind of film festival. Uh, which would be great. It's called Till Another Time. Uh, it's When it goes online, I'll definitely share it. Uh, so if you follow the Cinema 7 page or if you follow me personally, uh, I will share his movie. Now I'm uh, back in Virginia, so I'm going to have to see if there's any film festivals around here. He could come down here, stay with us for a little bit. Uh, he could, uh, you know, there might be a Richmond Film Festival or something. I'll have to look that up for him. Uh, while I was... Uh, Back home, uh, my uncle told me to watch this show, Bodies. I watched the very first episode of it. Uh, it's four timelines of these detectives trying to... They, they're trying to figure out this case, but they, they find the same body in the same alleyway. Uh, the first body... Well, it's the same body, so it shows up first in 2023. Then they go back into 1941, and they find the, the body... And then uh, they flash back to 1890. And I won't talk about the other timeline because it's at the end of the episode. And uh, I don't want to give it away. I was unaware of it, and it made it made my watch better. So I don't want to spoil things. But uh, so far, it's interesting. I didn't really care about them diving into some people's lives. I, I kind of want them to do more about the case and the mystery of it. But uh, as the episode goes on, it gets better. And then um, I was on episode two, but I turned it off to record the podcast because I didn't want to get, I wanted to get this done before I started to watch more. But it's on Netflix. Check it out. It's interesting. I mentioned uh, 3210 Studios in San Francisco. It's located in the uh, Kenner building, which used to be the the home of uh, Industrial Light and Magic for the first few Star Wars movies, uh, all the way up, I, I guess, until the 80s or late 80s um unfortunately it's shutting its doors uh i wanted to bring attention to this because it did provide a lot of special effects for hollywood and film i think it's a shame such a legendary location is closing due to like a lease expiring i guess the person in charge of the building uh was raising rent or something or uh wanted to lease it out Re- do renovations and do different things or she broke the lease or she needs to make money or something I, I i didn't get too into all that but i'm surprised no one like a steven spielberg or even disney maybe a jj abrams or a Zack snyder uh you know no big film uh studios or uh, or uh film big shots or anyone in the film community came to the aid of this uh, special effects studio. Kind of surprises me. Uh, it kind of shows you that people don't... I don't know. People are just very invested in themselves. Uh, the movies that were worked on in that building... I just want to go over this real quick. Include Pacific Rim, The Maze Runner, The Transformers uh, franchise, or some of the Transformers movies. 
uh, Tomorrowland, Jurassic World, Star Wars Rogue One, and uh, when it was Industrial Light and Magic, obviously they worked on Jurassic Park in there. Uh, our favorite Star Wars movies were worked on in there. Uh, some of the Star Trek movies, uh, obviously Indiana Jones, uh, just to name a few, were, was all worked on in that special effects studio. It seems like special effects studios like 3210 are suffering due to the strikes as well. So uh, hopefully we don't lose a lot of these uh, historical uh, special effects studios who are still using uh, all types of special effects in today's uh, film climate. And uh, obviously speaking on the strikes, uh, SAG-AFTRA met with the uh, AMPT, TP over the last few days for uh, negotiations on better pay and better uh, um, benefits as well, hopefully. Um, I hope that the actors get a better deal. Uh, it seems like the AMPTP have been uh, playing hardball and kind of very childish based on uh, them skipping meetings or not showing up to other meetings that were planned. Um, I've supported these strikes from the beginning. I support any strikes, anything that involves people getting better pay. Because uh, the better pay workers get, the better work you get. Especially with things with, with art. Like if people get paid what they're worth, you're going to get a certain level of, uh, of this art form, I think. Now, I, I didn't look up... Uh, what the writers deal, what they got, but uh, I hope it's respectable for the writers. Uh, like I said, better pay for these workers to get better. You get better work out of it. The AI generation or the AI generation type of stuff seems to be taking over and hopefully we can slow it down or minimize it for the arts. Uh, like my friend Berto said, just pay them their proper wages for their work in entertainment. I would like to mention that the state of movie theaters is uh, not good right now. I love movie theaters. I love going to the movie theater. As a kid, that was a big deal for my family because we couldn't, we we could afford to go to a, a movie when it came out. Um, it felt like movies came out months or years apart. I don't know, maybe that was just because of how much I went then versus, you know, now I go a lot more. Uh, we couldn't go to an amusement, amusement park. We couldn't travel. We couldn't afford all that. We, we didn't eat out a lot. Um, we did eat pizza a lot, though. Pizza, especially Nicolosi's in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Uh, go there if you ever are passing through. It's the best pizza on the planet. But the movie theater, when we could go, was was awesome. It was, it was uh, I don't know how to describe that it's like when you go on a trip or you go to bush gardens or uh, you know you, you, a water park with your family like that that's kind of like how it felt when we went to the movies so i i would love to preserve movie theaters and seeing movies on the big screen i just wish that society was more respectful uh social etiquette is very bad these days um i get that you paid for the movie you know, you have your own rights from doing so, but uh, just be respectful. Um, I remember when I went to see Jurassic World, I had two younger kids next to me, to my left. Uh, they were fingering and uh, hand, jobbing, hand jobbing each other. Hand jobbing each other. Hand jobbing. How many times can I say that before I get it right? Um, 
It was gross. It was uncomfortable. I had a former partner who had the same type of experience going to see the Joker. Uh, created very bad anxiety for her, and um, she did not want to go to the movie theaters a lot after that. It was a terrible experience. Uh, also, you know, the phones are becoming a problem when viewing a movie in a theater. I hate to say it, but your screen is very distracting. You just pulling out your phone in general is distracting. Uh, put your phone away. Seriously, just put it away. You know, to get off of social etiquette, I do want to say that theater prices are crazy right now. Uh, concessions alone are ridiculous on top of the ticket prices. Uh, I think ticket prices and concessions are very big part of the reason why no one is going to the movie theater anymore. I hope theater maintenance gets better because I feel like theaters are dirty. Um, they don't really take care of them. The screens are always, uh, I don't know, they just need to take care of the screens and, and the seats and things. Theater decor, I just hope in general, gets an update. I hope the theaters get more of a modern look in general. I hope that becomes a thing. I also got to see uh, Five Nights at Freddy's and uh, Adobe Digital with my uh, cousins, Luke and Annabelle. The movie was in like widescreen or it was projected in this big square, but it didn't fit the Adobe Digital screen. It wasn't even stretched to the top or the bottom of the screen. I don't know what the point of seeing something in Adobe Digital is if the screen isn't fully used. I just thought it was a waste to see it in Adobe Digital. I could have saw it in a regular theater, I guess. Uh, I still had fun seeing it with my cousins. I'm not going to complain too much about that, but... I just think it's kind of pointless to show a film on a big Dolby screen if you can't even fill the freaking screen. But that's the end of my complaining for this episode. Uh, I will continue to go to the movie theater, obviously, uh, to see movies on a big screen. It's a big part of my life to go see movies. I just hope the experience improves in the future. Oh, my lunch just got here. I ordered some pho. I will be back right after this. Mother is talking to you. Well, well, well. Devil's night is upon us again. So we throw a little party, start a bunch of fires, make a little profit. I like the pretty lies. <laughs> Problem is, it's all been done before. You see what I'm saying? Man has an idea. The idea attracts others, like-minded. The idea expands. The idea becomes an institution. What was the idea? See, that's what's been bothering me, boys. Because I tell you, when I used to think about the idea itself, it put a big old smile on my face. You see, gentlemen, greed is for amateurs. Disorder. Chaos. Anarchy. Now that's fun! I started the first fires in this goddamn city. Where I knew it, every charlatan shit he was imitating me. You know what they got now? Devil's night greeting cards. Isn't that precious? Yeah. The idea 
has become the institution, boys. Time to move along. No. No, I want you to set a fire so goddamn beg the gods will notice us again. That's what I'm saying. I want all of you boys to be able to look me straight in the eye one more time and say, Are we having fun or what? Over you like a little worm on a big fucking hook. Well, boy, your mama must be damn proud of you. Hell, that thing get in here. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. We're all gonna die. The only question is when. This is as good a place as any. Take your first steps to heaven. The only question is how you check out. Do you want it on your feet? Or on your fucking knees? Begging. I ain't much for begging. Nobody ever gave me nothing. So I say, fuck that thing. Let's fight it. Supposed to be a clown or something? Sometimes. It's more like surfing than skating. I wish the rain would stop just once. It can't rain all the time. And we're back. Uh, it was a very good lunch. I uh, love me some pho. So I also wanted to mention. Um, I, well, I want to talk about the current state of the internet wrestling community. Now I did say last week I would talk about wrestling sometimes here and there. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's my cup of tea. I'm passionate about it. So I want to mention this. Um, everyone is dogging on all elite wrestling, AEW, uh, which airs on eight o'clock on Wednesdays on the TBS channel, uh, Fridays and Saturdays on TNT. For, you know, not having a great attendance or one side of the arena is not as filled as the other side of the arena. And it seems to me that everyone online talking about this, though valid, it, it does suck, uh, in my opinion. I, I think people are taking advantage of this or, or talking about it in the wrong light. They're kind of putting down AEW. They're, they're not supporting AEW. They're not... Uh, they're kind of wanting to see AEW fail, it seems like. It's like they're instantly not at the level of WWE, so therefore they uh, suck or something. Now, AEW just went head-to-head on a Tuesday with NXT, which is uh, a WWE brand. And uh, the, the NXT brand is basically a developmental. And to win this ratings war or to have more eyes than the other show WWE had john cena cody rhodes uh undertaker made an appearance uh paul Heyman was on and i thought it was sad that more people watched that nxt episode than AEW because AEW, though there are wwe guys there I, i get that argument their roster is more original their roster is is producing storylines 
with these characters that they signed. They didn't just bring in guys just to uh, win the ratings war for no reason. You know, they brought John Cena on to be a manager and Paul Heyman to manage some guy. Like, it, it was pointless to even watch that. Um, you know, John Cena or Cody Rhodes came out for a total of like 30 minutes to talk about uh, two tournaments they're bringing back, which I didn't need to see that. <laughs> you know, I could have read that online. I think AEW was much more was a much more needed watch that Tuesday, and um, I, I just feel like everyone online bad mouthing them or talking down about their attendance and things lately. It's it's very negative. It's very uh, I want to see AEW fail type of language, and I think for the past twenty some years, twenty one years, twenty two years. WWE hasn't had major competition. Um, we used to complain about how WWE didn't have competition since WCW fell, and people in the wrestling community really hoped that WCW would have stayed alive somehow so that there was competition. And a lot of wrestlers, too, a lot of workers in the business have stated this because it made them better. Competition made the product better. Now, TN. TNA was around from 2002 to, uh, you know, as a big competitor or alternative brand from 2002 to, I would say, like 2011 or 2012. Um, 2013 onward to about the last few years, it was kind of uh, lackluster. And then when it was as impact, it wasn't really as uh, must watch wrestling you know it was trying to save itself it was trying to reestablish itself and lately in the last few years impact wrestling has been uh very good uh scott demore i think has been a really good booker and uh the what he's putting together has been really entertaining and and i think he deserves more credit than the the other two bigger brands to be honest right now um but aw is in a way, on the level of WWE being on cable television, being accessible to a lot of homes, and for us to want it to fail or to badmouth it is is kind of ridiculous. Because if it goes away and we only have WWE again in that major spotlight, it's going to be hard for other things to come up. Now, I did argue with someone about this, and they were like, oh, well, you're acting like there's no such thing as the indies. And let's be freaking honest, okay? Unless you go to a local indie show one month out of, uh, you know, I don't know, out of the year or whenever it's close by, hardly any of you are supporting indie wrestling and watching it online. Let's be honest, okay? If you were, it would be at the level of AEW or WWE. You're not supporting indie wrestling like you think you are, okay? Let's be honest. So, a, so independent wrestling isn't going to save the day or be competition because at the end of the day, everybody wants to get to WWE and WWE is going to poach and steal these indie wrestlers. So these companies are not going to stay alive as long as you, you think they are. Um, Will Ospreay just got a major uh, attorney or, or uh, manager, if you will, uh, Barry Bloom, who was... You know, manager to Alexa Goldberg, Hogan, uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and WCW got them big paychecks at the time. So it seems like Will Ospreay's trying to get a major deal with someone, probably WWE, and that's a big name off of the indie circuit. 
So if you want to support indie wrestling, you want AEW to fail because you think it sucks and you want to support indie wrestling, go right ahead because you're lying to yourself. You want to support these other companies, Impact. You want to support AEW. You want to support MLW. Um, if you want to support the indies and things like GCW and, um, you know, like locally here, there's VCW. If you want to support those shows, by all means, go ahead. But if you're going to talk to talk, walk to walk. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if you want WWE to have competition, because competition makes people better, support AEW, go to an AEW show, try to watch it on Sling TV um, or Hulu Live if you don't have cable. So uh, I don't know. I just think AEW is better than NXT. I think uh, a lot of people in NXT have a lot of work to do uh, to get better as workers. there's a lot of guys who uh, are not very good. Uh, I think that Chase U guy uh, is not very good. Um, the chick that just wrestled Becky Lynch, I think, needs a lot of work. So that for them to kind of make her the, the face of the brand for the women's division on NXT, I thought was a little ridiculous. I thought they could have kept the title on Becky because Becky was make, giving eyes to NXT. She was... Uh, challenging people on raw that you didn't see normally or a lot of the time and so i i think taking that away is going to hinder the product and some of the stuff we were getting to see like becky lynch versus tegan knox smackdown this past week apparently was really good uh i say take the belt off of roman and give it right to la Knight. and that's my two cents on that but yeah, I think I think you should support AEW. I think you should want AEW to succeed. Because the more the merrier, the better for all these wrestlers to go. Um and without that, every it's just WWE's the vacuum and it's going to try to suck up as much as possible. It's like Amazon versus uh, you know, a, a local shop or something. You know, it's it's like when GameStop was at its peak versus uh, like a local game store selling old games. It's you want to see these other things succeed so that the others have competition because what are they going to do? 20% off, 10% off sale, right? Amazon's not going to really do their deals as big unless they have competitors. Competitors can create sales. So you, you want AEW and you want WWE to have competition because it creates better story. It's like uh, two shows competing on a Monday or a Tuesday, you know, like a Walking Dead or something else. Who, who You're going to want to write the better show to draw in the better uh, ratings. So competition is key, and I think we need to support all of wrestling right now because there's a lot of outlets to go to, like MLW and Impact and, and AEW. That's not just WWE. And I'm not saying you shouldn't support the independents like a GCW or, like I said here, VCW or uh, WXW or uh, wherever you're at in your local shows. I think you should definitely support independent wrestling and go to those shows and help them get to where they need to be. I think that adds to everything that I'm saying. Just be about it. So that's my wrestling take on the podcast. And I do get very serious when I talk about wrestling because it is a very serious subject to me. So I apologize if I came off very serious and I wasn't very haha, very funny. 
during that segment. Last week, I uh, talked about regulating emotions as an adult and you know how in my life there was a lot of people who didn't know how to regulate their emotions that I grew up with or uh, people in my family who still don't know how to regulate their emotions or understand themselves really or, or how their own brain operates or care to control it. So I found this thing online. Um, it, it's uh, some really good advice. It's They post it as a step-by-step guide. I think it's just something to think about, something to help uh, in the moment when you when you are feeling angry, frustrated, or, or sad, or, or something where you, you feel like you can't control what's coming next emotionally. And because um, I, I deal with this too, I, it's hard for me to regulate my emotions or to control how I feel in certain situations. And, and it has caused outbursts. I've, um, I've gotten very angry in the moment. Uh, you know, I say things, I speak my mind. Probably when I shouldn't really have to, you know, I should kind of try to control it more. So I thought this advice was uh, pretty good. Uh, you need you need to try to have a higher self-worth. Um, that's not very easy, but I'm going to get there. So stick with me. Uh, better ability to cope with stress. Also not very easy. Also very hard, especially if you have uh, PTSD or traumatic experiences. Um, healthier relationships are involved with regulating better emotions or regulating your emotions better. Um, and obviously having a healthy relationship uh, takes communication, uh, vulnerability, being open, uh, constantly just figuring out things that I'll, I'll get to that you could imply in your relationship to uh, have a healthy one. And you're not always going to agree. There's going to be a conflict in healthy relationship. It happens. Less impulse, which I just talked about, and more empathy for others, which I am very, I am a very empathetic person. So I uh, am always thinking constantly about other people in the room. Um, I definitely got that down, but sometimes it's hard for other people. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm no expert. I, I deal with this stuff every day. I, I, it's hard for me to regulate my emotions and I'm trying to journal this stuff while also seeing if I can help other people at the same time because I've done some research recently to to help myself regulate my emotions and and help control stuff in the moment and or just be better in the moment. So yeah, I'm no expert. You have to uh kind of name what you're feeling in your body. Uh this can be easier than describing uh than what you feel. Um for example, if you feel heat in your chest or you, you feel uh, something building up in your stomach or, or your throat is tightening up, um, you, have to, you have to breathe it in. You know, uh, our habit reactions to our emotions have been created before. Uh, what this article said is the age of seven, but to learn emotional regulation, we need to create new habits around our emotions. So you, you want to take uh, three really slow, deep breaths to f- fully uh, get that breath into your lungs and breathe it out. There's actually a really good app, uh, Headspace, which helps teach you how to meditate and stuff, and it helps with you, your breathing and how to better breathe. Uh, I've, I've tried that app before. That could be very helpful if you want to learn how to uh, apply deep breaths and, and focus on those breaths. Uh, pause and accept. 
you'll you'll have to uh, immediate impulse. You'll have an Im- immediate impulse to do something, right? It's like to say something or or uh, to, to get this feeling off of your chest. But uh, it might be you might have to distract yourself. So you're going to have to be honest with yourself about what's going on. So I feel upset right now and it's okay for me to be upset, but you have to uh, acknowledge it maybe to help control that, that, that outburst. Sometimes moving your body will help release emotion. So like if uh, going on walks, hikes, uh, doing jumping jacks, shaking your body, um, even crying and, and there's really nothing wrong with crying. Um, there was a, I forget what a movie it was. I think it was a Steven Seagal movie, but he goes, crying cleanses the soul. And it's pretty true. C- crying does help release that emotion, even though it's um, a sad moment. And it, it can be rough and it could exhaust you, but uh, your body just needs to release that fight or flight energy. Remember to make no choices or decisions before you move the energy through your body. So moving will shift your thought patterns and give you access to better choices. Uh, Choose how you empower yourself. You have to make a choice around how you'll respond to your emotions instead of uh, repressing them. So you don't want to just instantly swallow that or um, keep your emotions repressed on the inside. You know, you want to be able to release that or, or have a you know, especially if it's an argument with a partner or it's over something, you want to think about how you say it, think about how you want to discuss it, think about how you want to um, get it out so it doesn't stay inside and get worse. Uh, Sometimes you might take some time alone to express your anger openly, to set a boundary, uh, sometimes to say no to something, but you, you want to uh, it's okay to take some time to yourself is, I guess is what I'm saying, but you don't want to, uh, just repress that emotion. You, you, you kind of want it to be known, right? It's just how you express that motion. And it, and it takes practice. I think I talked about this last year on some episodes about, uh, self-worth, self-value and things like that. Like it takes, it takes work. It takes practice. And these are all things that I need to work on. I needed a better, I, I need to work better on recognizing my emotions in the moment, um, accepting them, but also uh, releasing that energy in a certain way that's not going to uh, self-sabotage, you know? Like I said, I get frustrated easy. I, I get, um, I'm willing to say something right away and saying something right away is not the best thing to do you you want to keep yourself in check you want to be able to think about it before you just straight say something and because let's say you want to have a discussion with your significant other or a friend you don't want to just blurt it out based on your emotions in that moment you want to take the time to see think about how they're going to react you want to think about what the mature thing to do what what's the best way to go about this? How do you, uh, as an adult, uh, tackle this so that it's understandable and it's not insulting or it's not coming off in a way that's going to hurt everyone's feelings involved? I think that's something that takes work uh, to really control that in the moment and, and be able to express it later in a 
more um, sustainable way. And I definitely need to uh, continue to work on that. And hopefully this helps journal it so that I can improve. It's also helpful to, to learn more about yourself, um, your attachment style, what makes you feel loved, uh, your triggers, uh, any helpful ways you may react when you become triggered or stressed. Uh, your go-to self-soothing strategies, you know, um, learn about your self-sabotaging behaviors so that you can uh, practice, um, especially when you regulate emotions through those, uh, how to, uh, I guess, um, better in, improve how you uh, treat yourself or, or how you can control those actions to, um, you know, kind of be a better version of you. Uh, you you want to learn about your core beliefs that influence how you uh, interpret your own life and your own experiences. Uh, you definitely want to know what things you enjoy and what things you don't, you know, especially your turn-ons uh, sexually or um, even what makes you excited in general. Uh, and you want to know what your hopes are, your dreams and desires and, and your future goals. That could help with your self-worth. I'm no master. I don't have this down. That's why I'm putting this out there into the ether. I'm being open. I'm being vulnerable. Um, these are things I need to work on. Uh, I've been doing a lot of research. I, I, I haven't been to therapy in a, a year or two, but you know, doing your own research can help if you have a fear of therapy. If you think you need therapy, I think you should definitely seek it. It's uh, very helpful. I enjoyed uh, when I was in therapy. Some people like having the therapy over the computer or the phone. I really enjoyed going to therapy in person. Um, again, I'm no expert, so I'm, I'm journaling this, but I'm also uh, putting it out there for people who may have the same type of uh, issues with it as I do, regulating emotions, uh, self-worth, and uh, uh, things with that, because I, I struggle with self-worth. I, I think um, it's... I'm always going to struggle with it because of depression and anxiety. So uh, I can always just work on it and try to be better towards myself. You know, last episode I talked about accountability and I brought up my ex. And um, I know I promised I wouldn't talk about my ex. So I wanted to put a bow onto this about bringing uh, this type of thing up on the podcast and in my life in general. Um, so if you allow me to share this with you, I, I would like to say, um, uh, if she's listening or if someone who, uh, listening talks to her or knows her, I just hope that she's safe. I hope she's happy. I hope she's doing well. I hope somebody's taking care of her or caring for her as, as much as I wanted it to be me, you know, when we were together, uh, she still deserves to be loved and, and deserves to be happy. So, um, I hope she's getting those things and, and she deserves to have someone who really truly cares about her. You know, I wanted to put a nice bow on the end of this podcast with, uh, giving you some suggestions, uh, to follow some people on TikTok and, and Instagram people that I followed that I thought were really good, but there's some I forgot. So I don't know if I just want to mention just one person who I remembered. I, I feel like that'd be kind of weird. So, um, Next time, I'll write it down. Uh, 
But I, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Uh, next episode, I'm going to have some people, some uh, podcasts and film people on TikTok and Instagram, and and just out in the pot in the uh, you know the podcast universe that I listen to that I think are cool. I'll recommend them next week, next episode, because I'll probably remember after I'm done with this, and I'll just make sure to write it down. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, the things I got to talk about. Check out Dick's The Musical, um, especially if you like musicals and funny, weird, ridiculous things. Um, watch Bodies on Netflix if you like uh, crime mysteries and uh, psychological thrillers. Um, catch up on Gen V if you haven't. The Boys spinoff on Amazon Prime. It's pretty good. Uh, your minds will be blown, literally, as you watch minds being uh, blown up into a bazillion pieces and meat chunks everywhere. It's pretty wild. And uh, I hope everyone has a great Halloween. I played some uh, quotes from some movies for Halloween, Friday the 13th and Crow, uh, Alien 3, which is one of my favorite quotes from any alien movie or any uh, movie in general. And I also, uh, what else? Halloween. There's a Halloween quote in there I put in there. John Carpenter's Halloween, by the way. So, yeah, everyone have a good Halloween and uh, a good rest of your week. Hopefully you get to come back for episode three. I love you. I love you all. And uh, hashtag Gnome Truth. Yeah.